This is Bariatric Life Podcast with Amanda and Chris. We are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. Please follow your doctor's advice. We are expressing our own opinions. You can always reach us on Instagram at Bariatric Life Podcast or on Amanda's Instagram at Amanda's VSG. Thanks for listening. Check out the show. Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life Podcast. This is Amanda. And this is Chris. And today we're going to talk about the funk. The funk. And not the funky funk, but the funk. What is the funky funk? Like COVID or something? No, I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, back when songs about having the funk where it was hip and cool and exciting and this is not a happy funk oh like the funky bunch yes marky mark and the funky funky bunch (laughs) (laughs) no this is the mental health funk yes the dark funk the darkness 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 (laughs) (laughs) so as we have mentioned before i just said so again um, I guess for the probably for the first time this episode, but yeah, we'll see how many there are. I don't have the little clicker. I know. There's probably an app for that. Oh then. my god, no! <laughs> As we have mentioned before, we've had a mental health funk for a while. Going on several months. I think this the is the longest funk we've had. Yep. And we've both been in the funk, which is not common either yeah usually one of us is on level and the other one is in the funk and we kind of take turns pulling each other out yeah this time we were both in it together and I think we've said this before but we thought like the beginning of it was when Taylor Hawkins passed away I was also thinking, when we were talking about doing this episode, contributing to the funk was that there's a lot of things happening that we've... The stuff that we planned to try to help us get out of the funk Mm -hmm. were things that were like far away, which requires a lot of patience. Right. Which I think contributed. We're not exactly known to be patient. No. So, like, when we planned your 40th birthday cruise for Mm -hmm. next year, we were like, oh, this will help us get out of the funk. We'll have something to look forward to. But when we planned it, it was like... Nine months away. No, it was more than that. I think we planned it in July. Oh. So it was like <laughs> it was a year off. It was practically a year away, which requires a lot of patience to get to that year. Yeah, and see previous statement about us not being patient. I and mean, we had had the awards show to be patient about, mm-hmm. and that was like months and months and months away. At this point, it's only like one month away, but right. it's it's still a month away. Yeah. And then when we had bought the tickets for um, 
Foo Fighters, and then also tickets for Kevin Hart, those Mm -hmm. were all, like, pretty far away, too. And Kevin Hart was hilarious. He put on a great show, just like he did the the first time we saw him, Mm -hmm. with the caveat of, I'm pretty sure he doesn't own a watch. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But... Of all the things that we had planned for the end of 2022, only two seemed to be coming into fruition. Kevin Hart and the awards ceremony that's about a month out. But then we just happened to get lucky and... No, I want to continue talking about the funk. Oh, okay. Before we talk about getting out of the funk, potentially getting out of the funk. Okay. What else contributed to the funk? Okay. And what were what were we doing during the funk? Were we doing anything to try to get out of it? The answer is no. <laughs> uh, I disagree with that. I think. What do you define as trying to get out of the funk? Honestly, I don't... I don't know. Because... And can you consciously or whatever get yourself out of the funk? Well, I have always (laughs) felt like... The funk is something the only way out is through. Yeah. There's no, you can't, you don't wake up one morning and go, holy shit, I'm in a funk. I'm going to make a conscious decision to not be in this funk anymore. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. You know, there are varying degrees of... Funkiness. Funkiness. <laughs> Not funky bunch, but... And I guess, you know, are we doing it a disservice by calling it a funk? And when does a funk become a full-blown depression or to depressive me, period? To me, a funk is a depressing depression. Okay. Is that different for you? It is. That's interesting. So, you know, and I mean, we've we've talked about mental health before, and I don't want anyone to ever feel like, oh, I have to hide my mental health because of what somebody else might think. And but anyway, for for me, a funk is a period where you can kind of feel like you might be sliding into one of those depressive episodes, but it's not a full-blown, I just want to sleep all day, I don't want to do anything, turn out all the lights type depression. So like a pre-depression? Yeah. You know, and then I feel like a couple months ago it went for at least for me, it went from a, fr- a funk 
to a depression. Whereas I feel like, for me, the funk is the depression. Okay. That's how I define it. So you're saying that the funk for you is not the depression. No. It's when it's starting and I can... I can consciously recognize and I need to try and try and change some behaviors or some some of the things that I tell myself mentally in order to try and avoid going into a quote unquote full depression. Mm. But even a funk and and a depressive episode, the only way out is through. So did I hear you just say that you did go into a depression? Yes. Okay. That's interesting that we never sat down and defined it until this very moment. Mm-hmm. Defined it for us individually. Yeah. Because for me, it very much, any of it is a depression. Because for me, it's either I'm in one or I'm not in one. So you're a very... When it comes to depression, you're very binary. Either, yes, I'm in it, or no, I'm not. Yes. Okay. Correct. Which, for me, I see it as a a spectrum. Yeah. You know, you can go from being very happy and then sliding down into, well, now I'm just kind of not feeling it, to deep, dark places. So I know that for me, there, I mean, there are varying degrees of a depression, Mm -hmm. but, and honestly, I don't know that I'm ever not in one, in some form of one, Mm -hmm. which kind of makes me a little sad. I mean, hence the word depression, right? (laughs) But, (laughs) (laughs) But to like always be in one. It's kind of depressing. But um bum. But um bum. Well, and so I have a telemed appointment not next week, but the following week with my medicine lady, and I think I'm going to ask her to up my Prozac. Mm-hmm. Which, when I first started on Prozac, and I, I guess it's been a year now that I've been on it, I didn't even realize it until just now. But it originally helped a lot. And then I think, you know, we've discussed earlier today and on other podcasts that, you know, when Taylor passed and we really started to slide, I probably should have reached out to her before Mm -hmm. now (laughs) and said, hey, you know, maybe we need to adjust I don't I don't ever think to reach out to my medicine person to adjust. I don't I either. Just, I feel like, oh, I'll just address it at my next appointment. Right. You've got this beard here that's just sticking straight out and won't go anywhere. Did I get it? I think so. Boing. Just kidding. Um, it's one of those bright white ones? It is. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't ever think, because I... 
feel, because, you know, I'm on, like, three different mental health medications. One of them is for sleep, but at its core, it's a mental health medication. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, one of them could probably be adjusted. But I just never even thought to reach out to her. I was like, well, I'll, at my next appointment, yeah. I'll talk to her about it. Maybe, like, I may not even talk to her about it. Well, I mean, I, the only reason I reached out to my medicine lady is <clears throat> they wouldn't renew my Adderall until I actually met with the doctor mm-hmm. because Tennessee is very specific about how often you have to meet with your provider. And honestly, if that wasn't an issue, I probably wouldn't even have reached out and would have just kind of kept going on, you know, status quo, keeping things the way they were. But I did get to thinking, you know, maybe I do need to have that dose upped a little bit. I don't think my main med can go up anymore. No, I don't think it can. I think it's actually, you're above the manufacturer's recommended maximum dose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that one can. And, you know, it's kind of frustrating now that you think about it that I am on three different meds and there's always that underlying darkness. Well, I mean, pharmaceutical science has come a long way, but... There's still a lot about the brain that we don't know yeah. and or fully understand. You know, like we know serotonin and oxytocin and, um, fuck, what's the other happy chemical? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That, that one. Yes. The mm. one that I can't think of because clearly I don't have a lot of it right now. Yes. <laughs> but, you know. Different meds focus on different aspects. And you said being on on multiple meds was kind of frustrating, but at the same time, would you go, would you take your car to a body shop for an oil change? Like they, that's all they do is repair physical body damage. No, you would take it to like Valvoline or, you know, an oil change spot to go have your oil changed. Would you get a car wash done at Publix? I don't know why you're asking me about car stuff. (laughs) Because it was the very first thing that popped into my mind and clearly is not a good (laughs) metaphor for this. So... I mean, if Publix has good car washes, then yeah. (laughs) I don't know where you're going with this, though. Different meds focus on different chemicals or different pathways in the body. Oh, gotcha. And... For some reason, I thought you were talking about, like, doctors and stuff. And I was like, I don't even... Well, and I was originally going to go with a surgeon versus something else, but... Well... Okay. 
I thought I was making a beautiful, easy to follow metaphor, and obviously I fucked it up. <laughs> the point being, different meds do different things. Right. And, yeah. And working together. So one of my meds, and I don't tell a lot of people this because I find it embarrassing, but I'm going to say it. One of the meds is called an atypical antipsychotic, which my doctor was like, I know that sounds scary, but it's really not. It's just a different version of a mental health med. It doesn't mean I'm psychotic. <laughs> and like in, what is that face? Am I psychotic? No, I was. Sometimes. I was. I was just going to say, we like to joke about that particular med. Yeah. I am on an antipsychotic. Right. But I guess the key word there being atypical. But that one, I think, could be adjusted potentially. And that's on the... Because I actually have an appointment with her on Wednesday this week. So I'm going to... I might... I don't ever like really advocate for my mental health, mm -hmm. but I might bring up the fact that it could be adjusted. <clears throat> well, now I and most likely 157 people yeah, are going to hold you accountable to that. <laughs> when you come home Wednesday night, you better say, I talked to my medicine lady about upping my dose on this med. And then we'll talk about it on our next podcast that we record so now you're being held accountable yeah but we'll also forget to talk about it again so. <laughs> yeah probably so no one will ever know if i increased my dose of my antipsychotic just to be clear my diagnoses are ocd depression and anxiety yeah i am not psychotic most, Most of the of time. The time. <laughs> well, and I have ADHD and probably undiagnosed OCD and depression. Yeah. And actually, at one point, there was... There was a doctor that I went to go see when I was in my early 20s that said I might have um, bipolar based on my responses to some questions and further you know sessions and discussions with him no it was just depression yeah I was gonna say we've been together 11 years almost and I've, if anybody's bipolar it's me mm, I don't think you're bipolar. sometimes I've wondered if I do have like maybe just a hint of bipolar. I mean, it's... Again, all I feel like, and I know you disagree. Granted, I only learned that you disagree today. But I feel like all mental health... quote-unquote conditions are, are on a spectrum. There's varying degrees of it. <clears throat> you know, my... My OCD is is more easily managed than yours. But at the same time, my ADHD just sometimes runs amok. Amok, amok, amok. Yeah. I, I 
don't really think I'm bipolar. Because no. I don't have those highs. No. I just have some severe depression. And I mean, it's a common thing. I think most people have a, a depressive disorder, whether or not it's been diagnosed, whether or not it's being treated. I mean, it's a very common condition. And I, I hate that word, condition. <clears throat> but I can't think of anything better to describe it. So what were some of the things we were doing during our funk slash depression? We were going to bed really, early. really early. And like for me, it was the world is so annoying and pointless that if I'm asleep, I don't really have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't really doing any fun activities. Mm-hmm. The ones that we did do, the, the joy of them was short-lived, I felt. Yeah. We enjoyed Kevin Hart and then and then it was done. Yeah. We laughed about a couple of jokes for a day or two and then Yeah. And and I think a lot of it for me was Going to a job you can't stand, dealing with people you can't stand, and then, like you said, coming home, and then it's like, well, it, it's all pointless, and if I go to sleep, then I don't have to well, think or deal with bullshit. And the other thing I was going to bring up was, like, what were some of the contributing factors to the fong? And you mentioned several of them. So, work, which my work was being super annoying... And has only just recently made a change. And then when I even thought like maybe I I will make a change of my employee employment, then that would require a very long commute, which would be, you know, time mm-hmm. and gas money. Mm-hmm. So like that was depressing me beyond the actual job the changing of the job Mm -hmm. was depressing me and then you were having job issues still are really um and not having any luck finding a different job no which is all very depressing it is and I think for me that was probably the biggest contributing factor Mm -hmm. was hating my job and then searching or being in the job market looking for a new one for over a year now and still can't find one doing something I enjoy and that is going to compensate me accordingly. Right. 
and and I think for me it was the realization of I've been <clears throat> I've been looking for a year over a year and still haven't found my next gig which for me like I said kind of pushed me down the slope right so for me the the main thing was in this has been a problem in the past for me was the monotony of, mm-hmm. of the days and that's how we ended up moving to Florida that's how we ended up moving back to Tennessee is because if things get monotonous which you know it's surprising I haven't divorced you yet because <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> honestly like because I get bored and if I get bored then I start creating things to not make me bored so does that make any sense as in like Yes, I'm boring. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm pretty sure that's what you're saying. The continu- <laughs> continual... <laughs> I can't figure out how to explain <laughs> it. Hang on, let me go to the garage and get you a shovel so you can keep digging. Yeah. Just a little bit deeper. <laughs> no, if, you know, there's just the same old same old every day then it's kind of surprising to me that I haven't been like well let's shake things up and I don't want to get a divorce (laughs) if we're going to move to Florida move back to Tennessee or and I even tried I tried to shake things up with going back to school again and then I applied I was admitted for a program that is bariatric related related thank you but then when i saw how much time it was going to take quit fucking with your piercing sorry <laughs> that's when, how they get infected when i saw how much time it was going to take to complete it i was going to be 50 years old and i was like oh <laughs> There's a whole lot of science involved, and I'll it was be... the science and the math that really changed your mind. Those were really the contributing factors, mm-hmm. and taking like two classes a semester for eight years, yeah, was also a contributing factor. But I tried, I tried to shake things up with going back to school. Like I need another degree. <laughs> That's why my parents always like, okay, she's going back to school. I mean, if you really, really want to shake things up, we'll just bring the chickens in the house. No, thank you. They'll just (laughs) shit everywhere. They will just shit everywhere. So, there's another one. There's a so. Um, What? I have this mental image of the chickens roosting on the railing coming up here to the office and Luna getting shit on her head. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry, that's ADHD moment. But yeah, it was. It just popped into my head. Other contributing factors were these things that we were planning that were like months and months and months and months away, which... 
were, and even still, like, my, my plastic surgery, my plastic surgery, I put the emphasis on a weird place. Mm-hmm. My, but it's not really plastic. Yeah, it is. It's plastic surgery. But anyway. Okay. It's still, like, six weeks away. Mm-hmm. I'm having to be patient about that. For me, personally, like, weight loss has slowed down quite a bit, if not altogether stopped. Uh, I'm basically eating the same shit every day. Always having to log stuff. I've been walking. Today was 140 days in a row. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, my God, every single day is the same. I wake up next to the same man. Who I'm gonna divorce apparently, just to shake things up. I'm kidding. I kid. I kid. It'd be awful difficult living out of your car. My car is not very conducive <laughs> to living in. Yeah, with your chickens. Take your chickens with you. Those are your chickens. <laughs> That's one way I shook things up was yep. to get fucking chickens, and now I don't even deal with them. Nope. They're all you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked them at first, and then my friend Rose was right. <laughs> the novelty will wear off eventually, and now we've got these chickens that don't even lay very often anymore. Yeah, they do. We're getting a... They're coming back now they're done molting <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so just the monotony of life of everyday life so what I'm hearing is oh plus plus quitting smoking didn't help my situation no yeah mm-hmm. I'm four weeks, basically, with no nicotine, and it's not been easy. No. And I would smoke a big, fat cigarette right now if I could. And probably will in December. I got something you can smoke. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Was Was that supposed to be dirty? It was. You're killing all of my best jokes. <laughs> are they? Are they your best jokes? <laughs> <clears throat> what I'm hearing is actually, I don't even know where I was going to go with that. I had a thought and I lost it. Okay. That's ADHD for you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, another so. It's really annoying that I say that so often. <laughs> anyway, so one uh, day I'm at work and I get this random email. I don't even know who it was from, but it was like, hey, if you want, there are tickets available to a preseason hockey game 
and I asked Chris if we wanted to go, and he was like, sure, why not, and we went, and surprisingly, hockey might be getting us out of the funk slash depression. Yeah. Because after one preseason game, we were like, this is really awesome, we enjoy this sport, it's easy to follow. It's not a whole lot of com. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's not a whole lot of complex rules and bullshit to try and figure out. Yeah. I can follow the puck. Mm-hmm. Which I realized last night that I definitely need to wear glasses in order to follow the puck on TV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to watch it without glasses when I was half watching, half falling asleep. <laughs> but hockey... Is something that we're really enjoying and we're slightly obsessed with now. Didn't take much no. to get us obsessed. And we've been to a couple of games. We have a bunch more coming up planned that mm-hmm. we're going to. I, well, I say a bunch. It's only two. I mean, that's still more than we've ever gone to before and honestly when I say a bunch I'm thinking also like I'm gonna watch those golden ticket texts Mm -hmm. pretty closely and because those come out like the day before a game so like we could potentially be going to more games oh yeah absolutely we just won't know till the day before (laughs) but you know like we were talking about earlier we watched a sporting event on TV together Mm -hmm. and enjoyed it. Yeah, that was the first time ever Yeah, in 11 years. Because even when I watch a football game or something, you're... Which is rare. Rare, yeah. But, I mean, you might be in the same room, but you're definitely not watching it or interested. No. Versus... You know, last night where we were, oh, 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 yeah, oh. <laughs> just shoot it. <laughs> just shoot the puck. Shoot, damn it. <laughs> My favorite was, <laughs> you were half asleep or fully asleep and the stars scored and I went, fuck. And you went. Jumped up. Oh, did they score? <laughs> yeah. And, like, there's a a very significant social aspect to attending the games. Oh, yeah. And that was... And, like, like when we were discussing whether or not we wanted to be in the nosebleed section, which is definitely the cheaper section, mm-hmm. and I had said, you know... Even if we're sitting up there for cheaper, the social aspect of it is probably, you know, worth sitting up there. Right. And it was. I I felt. Oh, yeah. It, it feels like it, during one of their games, it doesn't matter where you're sitting, mm-hmm. you are all a part of the team. Yeah. Or the club i guess yeah club 
group, whatever. Well, and you make a really good point about the social aspect of it, which was, <clears throat> you know, when we went to the preseason game, first ever hockey game for any, well, together. Mm -hmm. And then there were things that the crowd would do when certain things happened or the announcer said something. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was very communal. Yeah. Oh, very much so. You know, when, when Paul announces there's one minute left in the period, the whole stadium goes, thanks, Paul. Yeah. And just something as, as goofy as that mm -hmm. really, at least for me, felt inclusive. Felt yeah. like I am actually a part of something bigger. Right. And like you had said earlier today, what a great marketing strategy. <laughs> it was. They offered us four free... Preseason games. Mm -hmm. We went to we went to the game, mm -hmm. and, and they then, have converted two of us into giant fans that have spent a lot of money in a very short period of time mm -hmm. on games as well as merch. Yes, and yesterday we we're at Costco, and I'm like, oh look, there's beanies or toboggans, whatever you want to call them. So excited to find one. And there there was one with the little ball on top that mm -hmm. I wanted. We were so excited. And then, what do you see? So I saw a giant-ass display next to it. It was like, two tickets for 160 bucks, 45% off. And originally, I thought it was like season tickets. And I was like... Way more excited originally, and then I saw it was just for one game. Oh, well, still, that's basically buy one, get one free. Yeah, and they were good seats. Yeah, they way were... better than the seats that we paid for they... on Tuesday, Thursday. They were not nosebleeds. No. And we are able to go to a Saturday game, too. Right, which we probably would not have been able to do since those tickets are so much more. Well, and it's also like, do we want to go to a Saturday game? Because downtown Nashville is insane yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. You got hookers in cowboy boots walking up and... And I don't know if they are actually women of, of ill repute, but they look like hookers. No, they're tourists. I know. <laughs> no, I know. They're tourists. They're tourist hookers? Apparently, well, that was no, a thing. I don't think so. <laughs> apparently, Nashville has a dress code for downtown on a Saturday night that... Locals were not privy to yeah. because we don't dress like this mm -mm. in any way, shape, or form. But apparently it's cowboy hat, cowboy boots, and a dress so short that you can basically see everything. Yes. And sometimes they don't even wear a dress. It's just 
a trench coat. That one did look like a trench coat. I'm pretty sure it was just a trench coat. And, like, there was probably some sort of bet going on. It was very tiny. Yes. But Nashvillians don't dress like that. No. Only the tourists do. In fact, I... The only Nashvillians you will see wearing cowboy boots are the country music singers that are filming a music video. Like, even then, they don't wear cowboy boots. Just out for daily wear. No. I mean, the men do that work on farms. But those aren't cowboy boots. Those are like, you know... You're right, they're not. Those are work boots. Yeah, they are. Like the... Rounded toe, right? Steel toes, like the Wolverines and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. they're. Can you hear Dobby? My goodness! Good lord! He is just glopping all over his penis. (laughs) And now he's upset that you made him stop. He's so gross. (laughs) He won't look at us. No, he's not. Look what you did. You hurt his feelings. Oh, well. But, yeah, we don't... I did know one person that wore cowboy boots pretty regularly. A female. And that was, like, how she dressed. But that's one person out of 40 years of living here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I... Have never worn cowboy boots. Or I guess 35 years of living here. I wore cowboy boots one time when I was probably three or four. (laughs) There's a picture somewhere. And I'm pretty sure they were red. They were kind of like the cowboy boots from How I Met Your Mother. Mm. And... That was when we were in Oklahoma, so we weren't even in Tennessee yet. But did you pull them off? Well, like, three-year-olds in cowboy boots are adorable. (laughs) Totally pulling it off. Yeah. I did not look like Ted. (laughs) I don't know if that was your stomach, Luna's stomach, or I think my it was Luna's stomach. All right, well, we've got I was gonna say, we're, an interview we're, in about five minutes to yeah. talk to somebody. And I've enjoyed the funk conversation. Yep, I am enjoying coming out of the funk. And spending all of our money on Nashville Predators stuff. Go Preds! Thang fingers. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. See you. Bye.